God of War, the Hunt and Metalwork. This loosely defined the deity who cut open the land to allow crops to be planted by humanity. He is the strength inherent in piles of metal objects that are left beside his temples and sanctuaries. As a god of hunters and farmers, he is generally benevolent and as a god of war he defends the tribe as he is sometimes depicted wearing an armor while holding either a blade or a sword. In traditional Yoruba religion, Haitian Vodou and West African Vodun, Ogun is the Orisha of iron, hunting and one of the primordial Yoruba divinities. He is known to be a warrior and a powerful spirit who has creativity and intelligence when it comes to metalwork as well as for rum making. Ogun protects his people from injustice and he is known as the father of civilization, because the earth would be full of the wilderness if it were not for his creative tools. Ogun is thus present in every tool which helped creating new buildings and cities. He is just as much an instigator of military as he is an innovator of technology. Please note here that he discovered how to make metal blades which can either be used to kill people or save their lives, taking consideration the cases of both a serial killer and a surgeon. Thus, the Orisha Ogun is able to do so many different things, however he can do it all with the same type of tool. On top of that, he is a fearless explorer, a brave protector and so much more. That's why to this day countless people from around the world invoke him to help them controlling their anger and fear by turning it into strength. Agun has a protective nature like a loving and overprotective father. He can be the fiercest bloodthirsty warrior whose tools thirst for the blood of his enemies. However, he can also be the Orisha who removes cancers that poison the human society while forging new innovative path. His primary symbols are the iron, the dog and the palm frond which symbolize his role in transformation, mediation and function. More than anything though, Ogun is a spiritual path clearer and a remover of obstacles in life. And as the chosen trailblazer, he was sent down on earth by the supreme god to make a nice place for the people to live. Followers of Ogun were chains of iron implements, and his festivals featured the display of blacksmith implements and other iron tools from daily life, both in Yoruba areas and across the African diaspora. Any shrines dedicated to him are often made of an iron cauldron filled with iron tools as well. This Orisha is very loyal and is often found in densely forested areas where he likes to hunt with his best partners, Alegua and Achosi, among whom these three signifies one Orisha to be received during one's initiation as a warrior. There's a particular close relationship between Alegua and Ogun which often bring confusion. While Alegua who's also known as Eshu, is the Orisha who keeps the key that opens the doors through sacred wisdom, Ogun is the one who cleared the path that leads to what the seeker is looking for. There are many versions of the myth regarding the origin of Ogun, but its essential outline says that when the Orishas wished to return on earth, their way of reconnection with humanity was blocked by a dense forest. Each Orisha tried to clear away their path, but the tools they had were made of wood or soft metal and were not equal to the task. One after another, the Orishas tried to cut down the trees and failed, until Ogun journeyed deep into a mountain to retrieve the materials for making iron from which he fashioned implements capable of clearing the way. And as the archetypal metallurgist, he wielded a blade that he had forged himself and cleared the path, which also symbolizes the passage from the spiritual world to the physical world. 
he fell through the abyss to reach the earth and order the other Orishas to follow, ultimately leading them to Western Africa. To commemorate this achievement, he was given the name Ashin Imoli, which means the first among the primordial Orisha to have come on earth. After joining him on earth and amazed by what Ogun accomplished, the Orishas asked him what material had such tremendous strength. He told them it was iron but wouldn't share his knowledge with anyone. They soon realized that begging him for his secret would never work, so they offered to make him their leader, and in exchange for their loyalty he could teach them how to make iron. After careful consideration, Ogun agreed, then gave his knowledge to both Orishas and humans but refused to become their leader, preferring to wander the earth unfettered like other spirits. In another version, after giving away the knowledge of making iron, Ogun accepted the Orisha's offer and became their king, however he was cast out one day because he looked messy in the eyes of his fellow Orishas. Following this, Ogun took on the life of a man named Onire and eventually came to the town of Ife in Yorubaland, where he was welcomed by the residents whom he assisted in waging battles against a formidable opponent. As anyone might understand, being possessed by a warrior spirit, Honore was quite prone to violence and victory. So out of gratitude the town elders offered him the crown, but again Ogun refused and retreated to the seclusion of the mountains where he hunted and farmed. Over and over the people of Ife approached the mountain hoping to persuade Ogun to become their commander. To dissuade the townspeople, Ogun descended from the mountain one day dressed in bloody garment from head to foot, thinking that his message would finally be delivered. But still the people of the city returned, begging the Orisha to appear in less terrifying garb whereupon they would immediately salute and welcome him as their king to which he finally agreed, and left his mountain to become the ruler of Ife and the surrounding areas. Ogun led many battles throughout his earthly life, and many battles he won till the day he confused the warriors and slew not only the enemy but every one of those fighting under his command. In another account, he killed his own subjects after they failed to show him proper respect. Now on his worst fear, the troubling thought that had kept him from the kingship earlier was confirmed, and amidst this carnage, he stood there all alone. Some say that to repent himself as a result, Ogun drove his sword into the ground and sits on it until both of them slowly disappear into the ground, with the promise to return only to help those who call upon his name. This is rather interesting because as both a blacksmith and a warrior, he can be creative as well as destructive which means he could either be used to help or harm someone. So in this way he is both a creator and a destroyer. According to tradition, just as he cleared away the trees for the Orishas, he also assists humanity in the same way. Therefore, Ogun is associated with clearing away barriers, protecting against accidents and opening a path for health and prosperity. Because of these associations with iron as the patron of metallurgy, Ogun is the guardian divinity responsible of anyone whose work involved metal, and iron workers of all kinds. Taxi drivers and anyone who owns a car usually carry amulets made of iron to ward off traffic accidents. It is certainly enticing for the Yoruba people to position the personality of Ogun midway between those of Shango and Obatala, and this would not be altogether incorrect because Ogun embodies the aspects of both deities. Like Shango, Ogun is a relentless warrior who at some point turned against his own subordinates, and like Obatala, Ogun's weakness for palm wine led to his mishap and has compassion for those he ends up slaying. But the Orisha encompasses far more than that, 
He is a coincidence of opposing forces, just like he blazed a trail for divinity to reunite with humanity, but ultimately seeking isolation from both. He delivers iron to mankind, which then becomes the basis of creation and destruction through the use of farm implements and weapons respectively. Although only alluded to in this myth, Ogun is the quintessential forest hunter we encountered in a myth regarding a red buffalo woman that was an aspect of the goddess Oya. And there too, he embodied contradiction as he intimately engaged in the cycle of life and death, identifying with both the sacred practice of the hunt and the profane demands of a husband. We can also learn through poems and praising songs that Ogun is the roof over the homeless, the terrible guardian of the sacred oath and lord of the road to sacred wisdom. Some account place him at the epicenter of Yoruba metaphysics, and through his history we observe the completion of Yoruba cosmogony after he encapsulates its coming into being through his own rites of passage, depicting both the creation and the dissolution of the universe in all different forms they contain. I previously mentioned a story of Ogun leaving the other deities because they thought he looked ungraceful and repulsive. However the same thing happened when he tried to make the people of Ife run away from him while wearing blood-drenched robes. As reported in a similar account, Ogun appeared before his fellow Orishas wearing bloody animal skins after spending many days in the forest. At the sight of it, they stripped him of the title Oba which means king or ruler that they previously gave him. Ogun then reminds the other deities that when they were in need of iron to clear their path, they pleaded with him to be king in exchange of his knowledge, but now they turn against him uneasy because he is stained by the hunt. We have to note here the exquisitely sophisticated message delivered by this story. To embrace life, you must also embrace death. To welcome creation, you must also welcome destruction. And to be united with your highest aims, you must also be united with your lowest needs. It's typical within the Christian perspective which pervades the West, to always seek the good through life, creation and spiritual aims, and reject the bad through death, destruction and the worldly needs. But in this coincidence of opposites, Ogun points to a transcendent wisdom beyond the opposing pairs that daily confront human life. Therefore, there is a marked contrast between West African and Western Christian modes of thought. In the West, Negativity and positivity familiarly considered as evil and good, can be divided into two opposing parts symbolized by Satan and God. However in West Africa, positive and negative powers are not separated. In most of these traditions, the power is singular and therefore what the West sees as dual and capable of being divided into two mystical notions, cannot be divided in Yoruba beliefs. A similar mythic wisdom is also to be found in the East, particularly in Hinduism and Buddhism. In the Mahabharata, Krishna, one of the ten avatars of Lord Vishnu once told Arjuna, a warrior protagonist in a certain epic and reluctantly preparing for battle, that in order to find peace of mind he must free himself of the desire for life or the fear of death, neither seeking pleasure nor running from pain, neither coveting health nor dreading illness. The Supreme Deity informs Arjuna that when one gets beyond these illusory opposites, supreme bliss becomes the natural condition. And even within Western spirituality, this notion is found most prominently with a 15th-century German Bishop Nicholas of Cusa who spoke of the joining of opposites as the highest state of spiritual revelation. The archetype Ogun is that dynamic center of the psyche capable of containing, integrating and transcending the opposing forces that operate within his devotees. 
People of Yoruba religion all have an aspect of each Orisha within their psyche as a compassionate, a destructive and even a trickster side of their personality, and Ogun represents that element capable of integrating them all. There may be times when people need to proceed with a relentless determination and other times when they need to shield that determination from others, and present a more compassionate countenance. None of these is bad or good, it is more a question of whether these various aspects of oneself operate from a center of control provided by rituals associated with Ogun as an Orisha. Ogun rules over oaths and the cementing of pacts, but if neglected he could punish people with warfare. As a matter of fact, in Yoruba courtrooms even to this day, iron which represents the Orisha is used to administer oaths instead of the Bible or Quran. So kissing a piece of iron is seen as a symbol of trust in Ogun's power as the keeper of the sacred oath and his ability to deliver balanced justice between contentious forces. Swearing falsely in the name of Ogun could break the agreement with him and can lead to ghastly retributions. Based in some accounts, by using a knife to make sacrifices during ceremonies, it is with Ogun's strong and piercing energy that animals are sacrificed. This way, it is not the Olorisha who in reality takes the animal's life. In the Candomblé pantheon, Ogun is known in Afro-Brazilian traditions as Ogum, and syncretized with Saint George notably in Rio de Janeiro and within the state of Rio Grande do Sul. While in northeast Brazil, he is associated with Saint Sebastian or Saint Anthony. In Haitian Vodou, Ogun is known as Ogu and consists of an array of manifestations that carry the aspect of iron smithing and tools from Yoruba traditions. Ogu is perceived as the divinity presiding over pioneering, intelligence, medicine and political power which altogether are associated with the symbolic tool that can advance humans' mastery over the environment. In Voodoo there are multiple manifestations of the deity, among which the most popular is Ogu Fairy, a spirit symbolically covered in iron that guides votive followers against their enemies and may not be harmed whatsoever. As in Africa, Ogu is mainly revered among blacksmiths, many of whom are from Yoruba origin. In Yoruba tradition, Oriki is a cultural phenomenon that comes in the form of praise poetry, praising either a person or a deity based on their achievements, and as such Ogun's worshippers are known to sing Oriki insinuating that Ogun exists in seven paths. The Orisha Ogun is present in so many human affairs, but he is also transcendent of them. He is the solitary god, the ascetic part of the human soul that recognizes that there must be something more, something beyond the hurly-burly of life. And by incorporating within himself so many seemingly contradictory attributes, Ogun represents the closest conception to the original oneness of Orishan law, also known as Olodumare. Much is often made out of the theme of separation between humanity and divinity in African myths because many religions portray a time when the gods and goddesses walked among them, till some rift tore asunder this relationship. Usually humanity is blamed for this separation by some human act after some fall from grace, which then precipitates the gods to leave them on their own, just as Adam and Eve were condemned for exiling humankind from the blissful garden. After the fall, it is the task of humanity to reach out to divinity for reclaiming the lost treasure that is its original birthright. So heaven may send representatives to the earth in the form of gods, saviors, saints, angels or other divine figures, but the purpose is always the same. 
to remind humankind of their lost divinity and inspire them to reach across the abyss of despair to reclaim it. But with the Orishas, the situation is uniquely turned the other way around. Originally both divinity and humanity were contained in the godhead Olodumare. It was then the gods who journeyed to the earthly realm as they were incomplete in their divine state, and needed to re-embrace mortality to make themselves whole again. And Ogun was the Orisha who forged the sacred path for the return of divinity to humanity. And if it were not for his strength, the path from heaven to earth would never have been cleared for the Orishas and humanity would not thrive on earth. If you've enjoyed this video of Ogun, do feel free to let me know what you think in the comment section down below. And as always, stay curious.